Greetings, comrades, and uh, welcome to the Eastern Border. Today we have a happy show for you. Well, I want to start with, with uh, you know, having a glass of champagne with, with Evita here. Hello, Evita. Hi. So, so to, to celebrate this occasion, um, I have one more enemy, well, frenemy, uh, that uh, we need to, you know, celebrate today. And I'll start by reading two posts from Igor Girkin's page, because... You see, today, in, uh, funnily enough, in Moscow State Court, in the room 404, no less. And um, I expect, <laughs> I expect, I expect Maxner to make make ton of memes about this. How Girkin has been 404 now. Girkin 404, not found. Of course, but like uh, t- today, he got um, his sentencing, and he got four years in prison. So, but I'll just I'll just read the two posts from from his supporters page, which are quotes from uh, other other sources there. One comes from a Russian, Russian movement for Stelkov, and the other, other comes from um, a person called Starovier, or Old Believer. And they both are kind of telling about this, what we're going to be talking about today. <clears throat> Quote, Russia whipped itself. Igor Stelkov, what we call Girkin, of course, because Stelkov is his uh, combat name and we don't respect him as much. Uh, war criminal who should be sitting in Hague for, well, Boeing and exploding and killing about 300 people. I'm just saying, the leader of the Russian Spring and the Donbas People's Militia was found guilty today, January 25th, in the Moscow city court and sentenced to four years in the general regime colony. Uh, general regime colony is kind of the middle one. There's this uh, high security, basically it's a medium security prison. They have colonies which are kind of like uh, just exile, where you live in Siberia in some sort of a well village where you can like leave and do stuff, uh, but you have to like return back, but you have to live in exile. And there's medium general regime colony, which is the one which uh, which follows all the rules and and all the nice panyatia, which I have been talking about for a long while already, both in this podcast and in my articles. And there's the strict regime colony, which is one by the way where Navalny is now located, but. You know, so that you know, he goes. He he went to the prison where he can be made a petuch very easily. Let's hope that happens too. By the way, <clears throat> anyway, can, carrying on, the sentence has not entered into force and will be appealed by the defense within fifteen days. The term for consideration of the appeal is from two to three months. This will happen after the presidential elections in late March or early April two thousand twenty-four. But already now we can say that in the person of Igor Strelkov, all the angry patriots supporting him, who are dissatisfied with the policy of Vladimir Putin as president of the Russian Federation, who openly criticize the government and insist on taking urgent measures to strengthen the state, have been condemned in Russia. Strelkov's verdict is the first verdict against a well-known Russian patriot. Across to the building on the day of the verdict announcement, uh, this was, it was closed by the police under the pretext of lack of space for those wishing to get to the trial as early as 1230. Uh, Here they claim that about 300 people were waiting outside for the court verdict, which is blatant lies, if if you see the videos from there. It it was about, uh, I I literally would have to say dozens, maybe even just tens of people, not not even a hundred. The announcement of the verdict, by the way, took 88 seconds. Igor Strelkov (laughs) did not recognize the verdict and said, I serve the fatherland, or Sluzhu Atechestvo. In the crowd of people leaving the courthouse, uh, people could hear, Russia has whipped itself. And then the second post uh, from this, quote, An ugly judicial act that has nothing to do with the administration of justice will be immediately appealed by the defense. This is from his lawyer, Alexander Molochov. 
I regard the harsh verdict on the Patriot Strelkov as revenge on the part of those people in power who sleep and see, see to it that Russia is sold with their guts like uh, from, um, from the insides. Like the auto translator is, is quite bad here, but we have to use it because doing this by hand would take insane amounts of time. <clears throat> Carrying on. In world history, perhaps there is only one such example when an honest military man ready to give his life for his country was eliminated for fear of his influence on, on, the, on the mines. This is the story of Manilus of the capital, the same one thanks to whom the geese saved Rome. Which is a, a very interesting way how to compare Stelkov to some ancient Roman, ancient Roman politicians. Let me put it this way. Strelkov is now perhaps one of the few people whom one wants to defend. A moral tuning fork. A samurai loyalist, if you will. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a, just a, a samurai loyalist is, is the, the most fun way how I've ever heard someone being called, especially when it comes to, when it comes to Girkin. In connection with today's events, we recall the immortal poem by, uh, by Prigov, by uh, D.A. Prigov, quote, and this is... a translated automatically so it's it's not by a real poet so you, you'll just have to forgive me here water flows out of the tap clean transparent and thick and other qualities of more than a hundred what follows from this it follows you have to live and make sunrises of chintz what's what, what does what is that thing Shitsa. um from from some uh, really thin fabric, okay. I think. Okay, and, and, and you don't want to tell me to sit for down for convictions, but it's necessary. That's the, how Molochov put it. Well, I have some other words to, to say to, to put in his government, and I, I asked them, asked people how to pronounce this properly by the, the words of Immortal Talleyrand, or Talleyrand. Uh, I, I try to make it kind of sound properly French because this, this needs to be said in French. C'est plus qu'un crime, c'est un faux. I hope I, I pronounced it almost closely. I, I listened to this in my ears by a beautiful and talented Elina Brasley, by the way, who is not only drawing our art, but who also is a French philologist. And this, this is one of his most famous sayings of Talleyrand, most, most well-known and quite probably misattributed as well most of these things are but it, it uh, means this was not a crime this was worse than a crime this was a mistake and and we'll get to why this was a mistake soon but yeah welcome to how and why Girkin's now sitting in prison and will be there for for years and what does this whole thing actually mean so surprisingly enough a lot of Z channels didn't even post that much about this because well They've been prohibited to. We, uh, we watched Michael Naki here, another Russian opposition analyst, about this whole situation. And, well, it seems that the Z patriots, except the very few who remain with, with Girkin, they still have their opinion, but they're all afraid now. But I think, I think this really said something about this far-right opposition over there. What do you think of it? And I needed her help because this was so much information at one point that I couldn't really work it out all myself. By, by I couldn't work it all uh, work it all out by myself. Ah, <laughs> weird. Sorry about the mistakes. 
Uh, I like that Naki pointed out uh, immediately uh, why exactly Girkin was uh, arrested because the uh, official statement in statement why he was arrested is because he criticized some uh, battalion or something. Yeah, 105th Battalion about how they uh, ha- how they haven't been paid for a long yeah, while yeah. and how they lack ammunition, all that sort. But obviously, that's not the real reason. Uh, the real reason Naki showed his uh, Telegram tweets where he um, insulted Putin directly, calling him uh, names and, uh, as I think, the most uh, horrible thing he called uh, he said about Putin is it's a shame he's not uh, some pretty-faced woman because at least he would have some. Uh, smart uh, lovers who who could rule this situation out, <laughs> and I think that was enough for Putin. Yeah, I, I think I've read that post uh, previously for you. That was the long one, where he stated that a smart leader, a smart leader has you know picks out picks out good uh, generals, good administrators. Even if he isn't that smart, uh, he picks someone who could rule while he's just you know. Well, who govern while while he's ruling, such as uh, such as Bismarck and Wilhelm the First, or or Louis the Thirteenth and Richelieu, uh, at least I hope I pronounced that correctly, but Putin didn't. Sorry, uh, sorry, and and uh, then Girkin was really harsh on on his judgments, and that was that was funny because right after that, what we saw in the videos was one of his supporters. Oh, by the way, his supporters also included our friend Vladimir Kvachkov. Uh, that, that, that's amazing because he's he's the craziest um, craziest of them all. But one of his supporters stated, "How could they jail uh, Girkin? Girkin has never criticized Putin, and he always was. You know, even when Prigozhin was was out there doing his coup, even then Girkin supported um, supported Putin. And that is true. I mean, I I know personally about Prigozhin's coup more than I don't know most people online. <laughs> Evit also can can claim this because." We were together when that, yes. when this happened, yeah, and um, yes, uh, Igor always was against this coup attempt because he said not because he loved Putin, he just thought that, well, it's not the right time to throw Putin off as he's the chief uh, commander in chief of this whole military situation. However, why am I celebrating today? Because you know we had T-shirts which we are still about to deliver, but right now we might change them because. Uh, we need we we now need imprisoned Girkin T-shirts. I think that's mandatory. <laughs> Little sad Girkin behind bars. Yeah, but uh, the idea is that if if Girkin, as as I've used him since the beginning of the war, right? If if they had actually listened to him in the military sense, if they had followed his advice, because he had really good tactical acumen and he knew what he was doing on the front lines, if they had put him in charge of some actual unit. And and not just, you know, among Wagner where he was invited and and we remember when he was like shaven totally when he almost went to the front lines. Then Russia might have like better chances than anything. Currently currently what this means is that those people who are most pro war, they're they're very dissatisfied. And Girkin had a lot of contacts inside the army. He has he, he had direct contacts and ties with people who were most pro-war, including a bunch of national Bolsheviks, mind you. And he was a big, big influence to them, and which means that they are now, you know, if they claim they're fighting for this Russian world, which I don't know what that is, because this is the Russian world that they're fighting for, 
they are they're losing faith again. They're losing faith of, of the regime. And again, this just adds to all the dissatisfaction that we're seeing from the mothers of the mobilized, from national minorities, especially in Bashkoristan. And now now Putin, just before elections, has betrayed his own, you know, most vehement supporters of the whole war. I, and I don't know, this is just kind of like falling apart. And, and But if you look at the pictures they're, they're, they're making, as, as we're looking at one right now, it kind of looks like they're trying to make him some sort of a saint now. However, um, interestingly enough, and I want to hear your opinion on this, Nevzorov, uh, another Russian journalist that we respect, he stated that Girkin got only four years, which means that he's not even a, da- a dangerous opponent. He's kind of like swat at the side. Like, uh, Navalny is now sitting his second term, which was 10 years, first one was two, he just got added, added on top of it. And also today, another sentencing happened where the, the, the lady who bombed uh, Vladimir Tatarsky, the, the guy who was given the lecture where, he, where she was paid to bring in this bust of him, and then the bust exploded in St. Petersburg, killing Vladimir Tatarsky. Yeah, she got 27 years in prison for that. Meanwhile, Girkin, as much as he wants to oppose everything and as much as he claims he serves the, the Russian Federation and all whatever... Yeah, he got four years. I mean, he can't even get a longer sentence. And this just this just so weird. But I mean, obviously he's gonna sit in prison until he's dragged out from jail and, and pulled pulled to Hague. What, what do you think? I mean, is is four years enough for him? What what does it what does it mean that he just got four years instead of, I don't know, twenty or, or something? Uh he wasn't convicted for his uh, war crimes. That that's the first thing uh, we need to mention because nobody cares about them in Russia. Uh in uh, in in, in uh, th- th- those who are uh, at power at least they don't give a damn about that don't flight and and uh, just senseless execution of civilians in uh, uh, occup- occupied uh, Ukraine ter- territories. So he was convicted only uh, for anti-government speech as they try to uh, pull it off. And for years, um, it was, as I, if, if I understand correctly, it was the maximum they could give him. No, the, the maximum was uh, five years. He didn't even, oh. he, he didn't even pull the maximum. The, uh, the prosecutor wanted four, four years and 11 months. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's still pretty, pretty, pretty weird. I mean, this, is, this just makes him more miserable, to be honest. I mean, he's now in prison for four years, which is a significant period of time, but he couldn't even get maximum. But the question is, what will happen in those four years? And... Uh, maybe they will find something new to glue to his sentence. And uh, yeah, the, my, my question is what will happen with him during those four years? Oh, in, in prison, it's very simple. I mean, um, as, you, as you guys have heard in previous episode, only the ex-convicts are coming home. First of all, first of all, if you think about it, Girkin now has the, the chance, if he goes to prison, to volunteer to go to the front lines, mm-hmm. which, is, which, is, which, which he could do. I, I don't think he will, but that would be funny if, if, <laughs> if, if Girkin volunteers now to go to the front lines with all the other you know, actual murderers. And secondly, well, you know, uh, as he's in, not in a harsh prison, he's in a common prison. What, what are the odds of, of someone just shanking him with a shiv or, or something like that? I think that's also quite, quite, quite a realistic option. 
if uh, Putin wants him gone, he can easily pay someone to do it. Uh, absolutely, because uh, in uh, some other prisons, he may be... Uh, he he maybe would be isolated and so on, and uh, he only may, maybe could could be served tea. But now we we can only hope he will he'll he will be served some shank. <laughs> well, he's uh, one thing's for sure. He's going to be uh, a bit away from uh, open windows for a while. <laughs> so that's I mean in in a way that that that's how he he wins this whole situation. At least he won't get cold. Oh, no, that, that he, he could get called really easily because those prisons are... Uh, if you remember, they, they, they turned off the heating so that people would, would join, join in more, which means that there's a high chance that, again, if, if we will see Girkin on the front lines because he has volunteered for one of these corps, I will, I will make a standing applause because that, that would be so him. But I would like to, I like to end this by from, from Moors. There's a post from Moors. Uh, who used to be a friend of Girkin, but until then, they in like 2021 or something did not split something uh they they started disagreeing with each other for a while and then there's something that that really shows what what he meant and what's what the what's the attitude towards towards everything without without Strelkov, the donbas uprising would most likely not have would most likely not have been possible Forced Ukrainization would have awaited, awaited Novorossiya. Without a doubt, he started what is now being raised on the banners of the kremlin which has forgotten the man who was at the forefront and then this Moore's comments, because this was a quote. No, Andre, this is precisely the story of the fact that those who were in the forefront have by no means been forgotten there. In place of all those who were really engaged in repelling the enemy, and not, say, trading anthracite with him, with the enemy, the necessary, absolutely manageable people with flexible blacks, backs and moderately rough tongues have already been appointed. And there he continues a lot. But the basic idea is that a lot of these people now think, which I find really funny, is that... Uh, Liberal Russia has won. It's the liberal plot. Uh, a lot of people blame Americans and people who want to uh, want to kind of make make peace deals with Ukraine, and that this is a betrayal of Russia and, and the Russian world. But the question is, I, I still don't get it, Evita. What is this Russian world? I mean, how at this point, maybe I have this slim hope. Maybe they will understand that this is the Russian world that they're fighting for, and there is no other Russian world out there that is shiny and bright and and when we're, we're Tsar Nikolai is still alive and and you know giving giving orders from from above or something I don't think they know themselves what Russian world is at this point it's uh, some utopia they painted in their minds and yeah the Russian world is um, freezing infrastructure from Soviet times and just dying in a ditch in, in Ukraine because you were not uh, ro rotated from the beginning of the war. <laughs> That's the Russian world. Yeah, and I think, I think this also makes, makes my claim that Russia is going to collapse way stronger because one thing that Gitkin predicted is the fact that if, uh, he, as, he said, as he had said before, is that if, if he's said to the front lines, that means that the Putin Putin's ready to fight until the end. If he's been if he's gonna get him imprisoned, then then they're gonna be, you know, working out some deal to save the elite skins and their money. Because this guy, this guy Gerken, he's one of these ideological guys. He didn't care about this because of the money. He was a true believer. And as we know, as we as we all know, Russia doesn't need true believers in literally anything. 
and in my opinion, Girkin was one of those forces who could maybe, in case of some sort of internal catastrophe, which is bound to come, since we have also seen people from Chechnya doing whatever they want, ignoring the laws, and Wagner group literally just marching on, on Moscow on the leads, not, not giving a damn about it. Girkin was one of those people who could organize a real force. They even had their um, their congress, which we which we watched live. It was like three hours commenting on this on Discord. Some those things are going to happen again. Well, commenting on Discord that is, so you should join up. But he was one of those people who actually maybe tried to keep Russia together and do some sort of an ultra right coup over there. And now 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 there's going to be no one who's going to take the lead. So right now this is a step, which is why I called a mistake. This is a step towards Russia's loss, a major one that hits the people who are motivated the most to fight on. And secondly, this is also ensuring that Russia has no clear leader who will be able to unify anything, who had some, as weird and violent as it is, but some legitimacy at the end when it all collapses. So that's, that's my take on it. Do you have any last words and comments here? And as you mentioned... Um Girkin's tweets uh, about uh, adequate uh, followers and uh, and and so on. Uh, I think he uh, he was thinking he was thinking about himself, and he was surprised that he was not chosen as as a leader or as a general or something. Because well, he had a right to it, but uh, Russia decided to. Uh, to, to, to just throw him away. He was a useful tool during uh, the, the start of the war in, and provocations in 2014. And uh, I think he generally expected to be uh, much, to be a, actually a follow-up after Putin. And uh, now he, he just sees that he... Is not needed anymore. Well, well there's this there's this uh, famous saying among among also Afghanistan veterans, but in general Russian opposition currently. Which means remember, Sunny, Russia will always always throw you away, and besides mm-hmm. with, with with conviction and everything. And this is what happened today, and this is important because this really saw, this really shows that Putin is too afraid from. He's way, like, all, if, if everyone on the left of him, or even to the moderate right to him, everyone who's, like, reasonable opposition has left, well, you know, the the FSB, what used to be KGB, they still have quotas of people who need to go to prison. They still have everything happening there. And, uh, yeah, some people will go to jail. And to finish this one up, another sad reminder from today was, well, they're now also thinking about making sure that uh, the, the candidate, what was it, not Navichok, but Nadezhny, well, that guy, uh, Nadezhny, sorry, um, Freudian slip here, uh, Nadezhny, who has, like, campaign offices flooded with, because that's the only legitimate way how to sign yourself in protest against the war, yeah, you know, he's been he's going to be thrown off the ballot, he's not going to be allowed to, to demonstrate that, you know, he's going to be thrown off for some reason. But the worst part, the saddest part is what's happening in Russia now is the fact that Putin decided to become a candidate in this election, not from some sort of a party, but, like, from the people, basically. And as he's not, uh, as he's not put as a candidate towards, as a candidate of the Benny party, he's supposed to gather uh, signatures for himself. And the thing is, if there are lines on this Najashdin's uh, offices where, where he gathers these 
signatures to be a candidate for presidency, that in contrast, if you look at Putin's posts, they look miserable. Like a lone person standing out there in a mall and no one's coming on and no one's... Like, like the, the Russian people might not be going out there actively protesting, like even just a couple of, maybe a hundred less, like 80 or something, come, come, come to support Gidkin. But they're not turning out for Putin either. Like, like it's really, it looks sad and miserable currently for, for Putin and his actual popular support, which is a massive fail of his PR because currently, well, they are going to cheat. And this is going to look very sad and probably going to break stuff down. Anyway, thank you, Evit, for, for being here for this episode. Thank you for helping. Uh, I wanted to propose a po uh, toast. Okay, okay. The, in the ending. Uh, for, uh, for a faster crumble of Russia. Oh, yeah, I'll drink that. And uh, as always, remember, happiness is mandatory. And those of you who made this far, thank you for supporting the show on Patreon. Please support us if you can, if you haven't already, on patreon.com slash theeasternborder. Or you can go to theeasternborder.lv and click the donate button there. We shall be very, very thankful for this. We are getting married soon. And we are also going to the United States in April. We'll be in Texas. So uh, from, from mid-April mid to the end of April. So, you know, email us if you want to meet us. Contact us. We're always happy to talk. And we, we always try to be very friendly with all of you. До свидания, товарищи. До свидания.